there was a time I thought I was going to get married. I thought it was a done deal. I thought my ticket was punched. All hands were on deck, full steam ahead. Until I got a phone call. Before then, I was pretty sure I knew where I was going to get married. I knew about when, maybe a year, year and a half from then, and I knew to whom I was going to get married, which is convenient if you think you're going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> and it was this woman who happened to be on the phone. We had met about two or three years before in Germany. We both worked for the military, but we, we were working as civilians. And it was great. We were in the middle of Europe. We would take a long weekend to Croatia. We took a long, week-long trip to um, Prague for Valentine's. And to round out our, our European experience, we went to Southern Africa for two and a half months. But what made it even better is that I had never been in love like this before. I had never been loved like this before. You know that look? The new lovers give each other <laughs> that look of complete adoration. You can't fake it. You can't bring it on when you want. Half the time, you don't even know you're making the face. <laughs> and when you get it, it just lifts you up. It makes you feel like you're walking on your tiptoes. It's one of the best looks ever. We had that in spades all the time. When we got back to the States, as things happened, things changed a little bit. She had to go to Virginia for her graduate school, and I was in North Carolina, because that's where the jobs were. But it was okay. Change is all right. I was used to change. Before I met her, for at least six months, I was traveling Southeast Asia. And if you travel Southeast Asia, you have to deal with change. <laughs> India and Nepal are chaos. <laughs> Just chaos. <clears throat> While I was there, I had mixed dysentery. That's both kinds, same time. <laughs> it was not a fun week. I was in a bus wreck. <clears throat> so when a friend and I were going to Thailand, he was like, hey, how about if we do a Buddhist retreat? All right, well, it sounds interesting. What is it, what is this Buddhist retreat about? He told me that it was 10 days. You couldn't talk to anybody. You couldn't really look at anybody. You didn't want to break their concentration. <clears throat> they had a pretty rigid schedule, but it was on a tropical island. And I said, tropical island? <laughs> Are you telling me that I get to sit on my ass in silence on a tropical island after India and Nepal? <laughs> I am there. Done deal. I got it. And what he said was true. It was, it was pretty regimented. We were up at 4.30. We were meditating. We had a, a, a curry for breakfast. More meditation, another curry for lunch. And for dinner, we had this fruit salad. Traveling for four months in the subcontinent means you get a lot of boiled food and a lot of fried food. So when I was looking at this fruit salad, oh man. It was papaya, it was mango. It had pineapple, bananas, shaved coconut on top, and it was this weird Thai jelly stuff. I don't even know what it was, but it was awesome. Put that on top, <laughs> and it just topped it. It was great. 
But I found out that meditation is hard. We had 15 hours of meditation. We had sitting meditation. We had standing meditation. We had walking meditation. We had working meditation. We had eating meditation. We had a, I'm looking at a tree meditation. We had sleeping meditation. We had, I can't believe I'm still meditating meditation. So as the days progressed, I was focusing on this fruit salad. <laughs> the best thing there. I had good concentration in the morning, and in the evening, I just kind of, you know, I just let my thoughts go. I thought about sixth grade, I thought about seventh grade, I thought about the first memory I had. I was all over the place, and I especially thought about this fruit salad. <laughs> By about the seventh day, I was going a little crazy. Just a tad. And I was having problems with this whole thing of not being able to see, you know, not look people in the eye, not talk to them, not acknowledge anybody. I thought high school had prepared me for this. But it didn't. Not even close. So I had is the only remedy I had. Only thing I could think of. Went into the men's restroom, there's a little mirror. And I thought of an old song that I used to know as a kid. And I leaned over onto the sink and I looked at myself, because that was the only person I could actually look in the eye. And I sang the song to me to myself while making faces. Well, I'll sit right back and you hear a turn. Turn a big old trip. Oh no, the minnow's gonna be lost. <laughs> well, you laugh at me, but meditation's hard. <laughs> it is hard. Try it for an hour. We have 15. I did that for about five minutes, and those are the only three lines I knew. I had no idea how I stretched that out for three minutes. But at the end, I was feeling pretty good. I felt like I purged a little crazy. I was good to go. I could kind of come back out. So I did. Lo and behold, the wine is forming for dinner. So I had another little song. I was like, I purged crazy, I'm getting fruit salad. I purged crazy, I'm getting fruit salad. So I get into wine, right? And when you walk and meditate, you kind of have to, well, you meditate and you're somber, so you're like this. You're just walking, shuffling in line, and the people up are getting their food up in the, the cafeteria part. I could tell that something was wrong. <laughs> they weren't acting like they normally act. Something was different. And different is how I would, ex I would describe her voice on the other end of the phone. I couldn't tell what it was, but there was something a little different. 
we said hi, how are you doing, all the stuff you normally say, how was your day, how's the dog, <laughs> got to check up on the dog. But then I could tell that there was this slight pause on her end. And she said, Scott, we need to talk. I need to come see you. Okay. I weren't really expecting that. It's like, well, when? She said, this weekend, if you're free. If I'm free. Is it bad? <laughs> yes. Are we over? Yes. And she started to cry. I think it was a little bit of shock, but I kept my demeanor. And I listened to her cry for maybe four or five seconds. And I said, is your mom there? Because I think you need a hug. How about if you go get a hug? And we hung up. And it was the first time we had hung up without saying, I love you. So I was now left in my apartment, in the middle of the living room floor. And I could feel my skin start to tingle, that little electric shock that goes over your, your body. I could feel the hair stand on end. And it wasn't just my heart. It felt like everything just dropped. Five minutes ago, I knew where I was going and who I was going there with. Five minutes ago, I felt like a big, strong, 6'5", 230-pound rock. Now I just felt like a shell. Felt like my own little Copernican revolution happened. Everything around me was the same. Nothing had changed, except everything had just changed. As the wine for dinner kept moving forward, things were still different. Something was wrong with the force. Maybe Yoda could have figured it out, but I was clueless. And when I got up to the table that held my fruit salad, the fruit salad wasn't there. It was a bowl of rolls. And they weren't even rolls that they had made in the kitchen. They were wrapped in plastic. They bought them. And I was like, what'd you do with my fruit salad? And I, 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 for a split second, I thought somebody had heard me in the bathroom and we were all getting punished. Realize it's a little too quick for that. <laughs> Buddhists tend to be slow and methodical. <laughs> I realized I was holding the line up, so I grab my roll and I go over to the table and I sit down and I look at it. Man, I was not thinking Buddhist thoughts at that thing. <laughs> I 
was not. I was as far away from Buddhism at that point in time as I possibly could be. <laughs> I opened that thing. And then it kind of hit me. They were just messing with our minds. They knew that we liked that, that fruit salad. They knew that. So just a little mind fuck, right? It's like, they liked that fruit salad, and now we're going to give them a roll. What are they going to do? <laughs> so I was like, all right, all right, you little crafty Buddhist bastards, I am onto you. I know what you're doing now. I do. You're trying to mess with my mind, you're not going to mess with my mind. So I sat down, I opened that thing, and I ate it, and it was hard and dry and tasted, well, like a roll in plastic. It was bad. I was like, ha, the Bumpster one, the Buddhist zero. I got that. So I went through the rest of the day. But as it normally happens, Right before you're about to go to bed is when all of your doubts start coming back, all your questions. Right when you're about to go to sleep, that last little minute, you're like, oh, crap. It started happening to me. I started fixating on that roll. Because <laughs> that roll, I mean, it sucked. The roll was terrible. I wanted my fruit salad. Are they going to switch that out tomorrow? Are they going to switch it out with something else? Am I going to have rolls for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? <laughs> it would have been like being back in India. <laughs> so I was really starting to worry about it. And then I was like, what does it matter? I know what I want. I know what I'll get. So if they want to give me a roll tomorrow, so be it. I'll take it. In fact, if they want to give me two, I'll take two rolls. If they really want to bring it, 10. Give me 10. I don't care. 20. 50. Come on, you little punk-ass Buddhist bitches. Bring it. I will take it. Give me 50. Give me 100. I don't care. Wind them up on that table. I will sit down at that table and eat every single one of them. <laughs> because I know what I want. I know that someday, someday, I will get that sweetness back in my life again. Namaste. <laughs>